You're listening to The G-Factor with Lauren and Tony, a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization. Now, without further ado, here are the hosts of G-Factor, Lauren Doherty and Tony Van. Okay, well, Lauren, we have made it to the middle of January rolling into february i tell you what uh i think we talked about 2020 being the longest fastest year i'll tell you what january has fired up just fired up into 2021 i agree it's been a roller coaster i would say to start um but again staying positive you know things are going good um, at least with the guild, I feel like, you know, we're making some strides, some exciting things coming up and some new clients coming on board. So that's super exciting. Yeah. New clients are always exciting, but, um, more importantly, everyone that listens to the G factor podcast, we want to instill some knowledge, some finely tuned knowledge. Now, Lauren, you've, you've been doing this for a long time, right? About 30 years, 25, 30 years. Is that right? Yeah. In my past life, I believe I was doing the exact same thing. So yeah, yeah that's probably about right on the math. You and you and Shirley McLean from your past <laughs> life. That's, that's perfect. Well, so today, what are we going to do a little bit today, Lauren? So we are going to talk about brand positioning. So basically the next level and what's beyond just, you know, a logo and your visual brand, but what does that brand mean to your consumer, to your client? And if you don't know, or if you think you need to make some changes, um, we're going to talk about some ways to get there and kind of our process as well. Love that. Now you're a big basketball fan. I more baseball than basketball, but right. one of the things I always think about visually or mentally maybe uh, is brand positioning almost like when basketball players like block out in the lane, right? I mean, a, a strong marketing or strong brand strategy is basically, you know, like setting yourself up, differentiating yourself from someone else, kind of blocking out, making sure that your niche is perfect and, and get that brand position just right so that you can kind of, you know, block out lack of how do you, right. How do you like it's that? like, exactly. It's like your foundation. It's your strong foundation and what you build upon everything else, basically. So yeah, that's a great analogy. I like that for a non-basketball fan. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, there's, there was really nothing in baseball. I mean, you can't compare like a brand to a bunt. So it just doesn't. <laughs> so. All right. Well, fair enough. Well, let's start out a little bit. What what What's so important about the brand? Do you want to hit that or do you want me to do something? Um, you can talk about it and then maybe I'll talk about kind of some steps and ways to get there if you're not there yet. Does that sound okay? okay? Yeah, I love that. Right. Let's do Planning that. Planning on the go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have just so much to talk about. So first of all, uh, a couple of really uh, quick facts. So a brand, first of all, uh, is beyond logo. We talk about that all the time. I think, honestly, it feels like a little bit of a broken record. Those of you that born prior to 1985, a record was a, a small flat thing made out of plastic with grooves in it. So it sets you apart from your competition. Uh, that's the first thing. Second thing is uh, a lot of people don't think about it, but it actually helps you to focus. A brand is something that you can always go back to. Like you mentioned before, your foundation piece, it helps you focus on what do I do? What do mm -hmm. I do well? 
So if you get outside of that brand or that brand mission or that brand identity, you can say, you know, hmm, it's weird because we're a cookie making company, but all of a sudden now we're making pizza. That's probably not within our brand. So we need to kind of bring that back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing is it generates really effective and creative decision making. Sometimes, as you guys know, um, Lauren, we work with this all the time. I mean, there's a lot of brainstorming. I mean, you're in the creative realm. You're trying to figure out something that is unique or different. But you can also get down a lot of rabbit trails. And having that strong brand or brand mission really uh, brings you back to like, okay, well, here's where center is. So that idea was good, but let's kind of bring it out here a little bit. And then it just increases the opportunity for – the conversion itself, when you have a strong brand vision, uh, it can make an entire, you know, like a whole different uh, situation when it comes to converting those clients when they make that purchase or generate the leads. So your consumer understands your brand and then they can connect to you, you know, either emotionally or, you know, functionally. In other words, they enjoy you. And then they have that a greater opportunity to like convince them to choose your brand over others because that brand message is so, so strong. So, right. And keep coming back, you know, or, you know, strongly identify and then spread your message to others or, you know, there's so, if you really make a true connection, like you said, it can make for a, you know, repeat customer and just a really great relationship. So I think that's really what it does. You know, if you have a strong strategy is you create those relationships and those people become your brand ambassador. So that's really what we're after. Absolutely. I was listening to another podcast not as not as well done as ours, candidly. Of course not. You know, I think a guy, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. His name is Dex like Shepard or Shepard. I don't know. Anyway, he's famous or something. I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) but he was talking about the difference between, you know, Macintosh and, you know, Microsoft or IBM. And the fact is that, you know, um, computers that are running IBM or Macintosh or IBM clones. I mean, those computers work. They're, you know, they are your functional employees day in, day out, right? There's not that Mm -hmm. much connectivity to that gray box, if you will. But for some reason, you know, the love, the brand, the culture that's really like crushed into that metal uh, of a Macintosh uh, or an Apple device of some sort, people connect with that and they go back over and over and over again. And you talk to someone, you say, are you a Mac or a PC person? You know, the PC person might say like, well, I use PC because, you know, I learned how. And a Mac person will give you all of these very emotional or subjective, like, you know, I believe in this or they're doing this or so they're, they're two very highly different, you know, differentiated brands. Right. That's a really good example. I like that. So thank you, Mr. Da- Dax, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Dax Shepherd. or Jax, Jack Shepard. Okay. He's, yeah. he's married to a him. princess. Yeah. yeah. He's married to a princess. So that's, okay. that's all I know oh, about it. Wow. So. So if all of this that we've been talking about sounds great to you and really identifying with your customers, making that connection, why don't I give a few tips on how to get there? Does that sound good? Let's do it. All right. So 
basically to start creating your positioning strategy, start looking at your competitors. So I know that sounds a little crazy, but in order for you to differentiate yourself, you have to know what your competitors are doing first. So identify those close competitors, conduct some research, see what they're doing, um, look at their marketing campaigns, look at their materials, look at what they're selling or what they're doing, um, and then start thinking about what makes your brand unique in comparison. So when we do this process for a client, I usually start out with like notes um, and then I create something visual or I create like a chart or a graph so that I can visually see the two side by side or the five side by side, however many you, you know, research compared with the brand that I'm working with, which is very helpful for me. Yeah, perfect. And then from there, you know, you can determine what sets the brand apart and how you can differentiate yourself from from the herd, basically. Right. Um, so then I take that knowledge, you know, and we kind of think about all that and where you want to, you know, be in life, what are your goals, and then create your positioning just a statement. It can be a couple of sentences, it could be, you know, several words, but you need some sort of um, basically like big idea or big thought to start working from um, and where you want to be kind of in the marketing in the marketplace. So that's where I start. Um, and I think that's really um, the foundation. And then from there, we also look at the brand that we're working with all of their materials too. So analyze, you know, their website, their marketing materials, what they're currently doing. And then again, see, does that serve that main big idea, that purpose, that statement that you just wrote or those keywords? Or do these things need to be redone or repositioned in a new way? So that's kind of the next big step. Um, you know, and then from there, it's just determined, are we where we want to be in life? Or do we need to kind of change everything around um, and work towards a new goal or this, you know, maybe we've added things and it's changed our business, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, it, you know, you have to make a decision and everyone has to bless that because that's really at the point where the new direction is formed. So, so figuring out, it, oh, go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. So in that process, I mean, how far do you go? I mean, at what point do you realize, okay, we need to expand our, our brand identity, our brand mission, or keep it where we are, or we're just, you know, out of bounds. What are your thoughts on that? I think you really have to determine where you break through. So it can be scary. I mean, and some brands may not want to change or they feel like, you know, maybe it's a process um, and that's okay. But I think that um, the deeper the dive that you can do in your competitors and, you know, a, um, a viewpoint of your own brand, um, if you can take a step back and take out the emotion and the personal tie to it, you know, everyone's business is their baby. You know, even if you're an employee, you get that right. emotional tie. Right. So taking a step back and really looking at everything honestly and determining how you can break through is going to make your business successful. Tony, Tony, what is this big mess? It's not a mess, Lauren. It's our secret sauce. What? Yeah. I heard that the guild has a service called Psycom, and you even told the client it was our secret sauce. So I thought I needed to get in the kitchen as soon as possible and start mixing something up. That's not really what I meant. Oh, I get it. It's like top secret. Well, Lauren, I won't tell a soul. Just give me this. Does it have nutmeg in it? Because nutmeg, it always makes something delicious. 
No, Tony. SciComm is the guild's added bundle of services, which allows the client and our team to monitor the patterns of current and potential consumers on websites, social channels, and more. The reason I called it our secret sauce was that it is a combination of services the guild has developed over the past 10 years. It's a game changer. Okay, so then I guess it isn't really a sauce, but more like a service to monitor and change consumer habits. Exactly. Now you've got it. Okay. Well, I guess I'll put all of this stuff away except for the pepper. Why are you keeping the pepper? Well, because I want to make sure I pepper this next podcast with facts. (laughs) So my next step after that um, is generally a SWOT analysis of the brand and seeing, you know, it can be everything from internal working, external, just a marketing SWOT analysis, however big you want to make this. If you feel that um, it goes beyond marketing, so it's maybe internal things that need changed, um, processes, or, um, you know, everything down to internal communication can be included in that, just kind of how deep of a dive you want to go. But remember, everything internally and externally affects your marketing. So I think it's important to analyze, you know, all avenues. So that's my next step. Um, And again, just taking a look at that holistically and honestly is the best way. And if you need someone else to kind of come in and evaluate that with you or do that process with you, if it's hard to take a step back, then that's what I would recommend doing. Okay. Well, that's good information. So once you get all that together, you do the SWOT analysis, you look at everything you're doing, what you want to do. What's next? What's next in that process? So we take all of that information and basically call it down to some key points from the SWOT analysis, which then helps us determine what the opportunities really are with the brand. What can they do to either better serve their customers or clients or gather new clients or connect with their current audiences better? Um, so then from there, we take those opportunities, we then create a strategy, which includes a vision, a mission, if needed, you know, this kind of goes down to foundational things of a business, but sometimes those need changed or updated. Um, and then we start creating a marketing strategy from that. So we take those opportunities and we then apply them to key audiences. We create objectives, see what the customer needs are. And then we basically create a tactic for each of those needs and objectives. And then it's time to take this big, amazing plan and figure out how you're going to market with it. Um, You know, a part of that is, you know, defining things like voice and working with the visual identity as well of the brand and how you're creating an emotional connection with the, the audience. Gotcha. So you do you're doing all those things to basically go back to that big statement that you wrote or those keywords you know how are you reinforcing that those differentiators and who you want to be when you grow up during either the sales process or the marketing process wow okay so that puts a a big fat bow on it basically or yeah Basically. Maybe, maybe a shredded bow of some sort. <laughs> right. It's it's probably about a 10-step process. And sure, it, it takes time. You know, this is a very detailed something. Looking within a business is, it can be difficult. You know, there's a lot of things to set aside emotionally, like I kind of said. Um, but it's totally worth it in the end if you can come out bigger, better, you know, and um, updated. Gotcha. Gotcha. And this always, this reminds me, I, I don't know why, but... 
like this is the reason why it's not just a logo. I mean, that's, you right. know, I, I always kind of see things online or whatever, like, Oh, you know, 10 logos for $99, whatever. And the reality <laughs> is like those logos might work today or maybe even next year. But I mean, what, what goes behind that? What is the meaning to that? How do you stay on mark for the company itself? And right. I think that's what the beauty of building that brand is, is all about. Yeah, that story and, you know, the mission behind the brand, all of these things work together to create that value and create that relationship with the audience. And those things are all very important to work together. So it's great. I think great. that wraps that up. I mean, good job. It's a lot. Wait, <laughs> uh, going back to the basketball illusion, slam dunk, Lauren. <laughs> oh, Way to go. Nice. Way to nice. go. Yeah, yeah, no. Excellent. Well, and that wraps up this week. What are your thoughts for next week? Well, so what do you think one of the fastest growing marketing tactics is right now? You're going to guess. Oh, if I was going to guess one of the fastest marketing techniques right now, probably <sighs> magnets on the side of cars, maybe? I don't know. Oh, good guess. But no. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, you know what? It's podcasting. Oh, weird. Podcasting. <laughs> cool. Excellent. So from 2019 to 2020, about 3.6 million more people started listening to podcasts. So that's a 20% growth in podcasting audiences. Wow. So we are going to do a podcast about podcasting next week. So that's tune awesome. In. <laughs> podcast about podcasting. That's just like a coffee table book about coffee tables. So that's perfect. yeah. Perfect. So, all right. All right. Well, then we will fire it up for next week. Uh, this wraps up the G factor. I'm Tony Van, And I'm Lauren Doherty. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to G-Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com.